This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Hey, Hannah. Hey, welcome back here to Real Presence Live here on Monday, December 7th. I'm joined by Father Brian Christensen. I'm Karen Gibis, and we are having a great show. Good morning, Karen. And uh, it is a beautiful day here in Rapid City in the heart of the Black Hills. I, I don't know. I, don't, I guess I don't get tired of saying that, but we say that every time we're together I on know. Real Presence Live. One like, of these days, it's going to be a blizzard. I know. I know. I don't know Jinx how that's going to work. But right son. now, right now, this is we're on December 7th, the Memorial of St. Ambrose. It's 60 degrees and sunny and clear in Rapid City, South Dakota. Uh, I'm loving it. I'm loving it, too. Well, we have a guest on the phone. Do you want to introduce yeah, her? Yeah, so uh, we have Anna Robbins. She's a parishioner here at the Cathedral of Our Lady of Perpetual Help in beautiful Rapid City, South Dakota. Um, and Anna, welcome to Real Presence Live. Hi, you guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, good. Thanks for jumping on the line and joining us today. Um, you know, um, tell us a little bit about yourself, about your, your family, and your involvement in the life of the Cathedral Parish. Okay. All right. Well, I have been married to my husband for almost 19 years. Um, we have three kids, one in college this year, and then um, two others in the uh, Catholic school system here in Rapid City. So I have a sophomore and a sixth-grade um, son. And um, I have been a cathedral mem- member my whole life. Um, grow- grew up with a big family, and we were raised at the cathedral. Um, and I re- became very involved in some of the um, healing ministry and just in some of the planning and life of the church, probably about, oh, I would say about six or seven years ago. Um, and it's just been a tremendous blessing. I feel like I've seen my Catholic faith in a whole new way. Um, and it just really opened up all of the beauty and all of what the Catholic Church um, truly offers. So that has been... Anna, Anna, tell me about your marriage preparation. Didn't you have like, like an awesome priest? Oh, I, oh boy. Oh, boy, Father, that's Father, just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, life comes full circle. Father Christensen actually married um, Nick and I. Um, yes, and I was back at the cathedral a couple of years, and I said, "All right, we're we're still we're still here. We're still together. We're still working on it." So, and yeah. they keep. I've been here for over three years now, Karen, and Anna and Nick keep inviting me to dinner. But how many times <laughs> I've been to house your house for dinner? Uh, zero. <laughs> zero. It's terrible. We're going to do time. this now. It's time it's now. Time, We're yes. going to make the date yeah. right here now two, on Real Presence Live. I was going to say, now 2.4 million people are going to hold you accountable, <laughs> Father. So you got to go I now. Know. I know. No, honestly, it's not only my fault, right? It's not only my fault. Okay. So, uh, yeah, you, you have a wonderful family here, and you've been in, involved in the life of the parish. But you mentioned just a few moments ago, uh, as you were talking about, you started getting involved in healing healing ministry. Tell us a little bit about how you got involved in that, and what is that? Um, you know, I really, I, the Lord really uses our own story oftentimes to pull us into ministry, and I um, was, ended up at a um, healing retreat with Father Mackler at the cathedral. Um, after my grandmother passed away, I had a very big conversion back into my Catholic faith, um, and I was healed um, of back pain at that retreat, and then um, I think it just opened my eyes into a real way of the actual, real, true presence of Jesus Christ as a person, 
and um, of his desire just to make us whole. And it began this journey that has just been going on for like seven years. And of course, I've been involved in the ministry, but I've received so much healing and so much of a deepening of my relationship with Christ and with God the Father and the Holy Spirit and just in tremendous ways. And so it's just really on my heart to share that with others. Okay. Would you, do you, I don't know how much you want to talk about it, but can you talk about that experience of your own healing at that yeah, time absolutely. frame with uh, Father yep. McAleer? Yes, I um, have no problem sharing everything. Um, you know, I had been through, um, I've had, had back pain for like three years, and it was, um, I tried everything. I tried many, many, many things, and um, it never was relieved. And so I ended up at that conference really not knowing at all what this ministry was about. I mean, I really had never been involved in anything like this. And just went to the retreat that day, and I was surprised to uh, see that they focused so much on forgiveness. Like, I was like, wait, forgiveness? What? <laughs> what does that have to do with healing? And um, and it was uh, Bishop Bruce at that time told his story of forgiveness, and Father Macular just, everything was about healing, forgiveness, and reconciliation. And then I went to the, um, came back that evening, for the um, healing service, and I remember just stepping up in front of Father McLear, and his eyes were just so compassionate and, and deep blue. It was like, um, if, like if I had to describe it, it was like an ocean of mercy. Mm. And I just remember immediately looking down, and he just said to me, no, 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 look up here. Look in my, into my eyes. Um, and uh, uh, tears, just tears flowing. Um, and I look back at that now, and I can understand that as an encounter with with Jesus, and I was immediately healed of that back pain. It has never came back. It was it was gone that night, and um, I think what what I left with was one understanding who Christ is in the way that He wants to just um, encounter us with His mercy and His compassion and and the depth of His love, and then also understanding that um, how much He just desires to heal us and mm. and to make us whole, and so it it just. Kept, it, it set a spark in me that just cannot be satiated. I just keep desiring more and more and more to know um, more about who he is and what he offers us, and, mm-hmm. um, and then sharing that with other people. Praise be Jesus Christ. Um, Anna, what was the first steps then with regard to um, moving from someone who experienced Jesus Christ, healer, merciful Lord, um, companion right the one who embraces us mm-hmm. to, to, sh- to what were the kind of practical steps to moving you into sharing that through a healing ministry and prayer um i guess you know there was it, it's been it's been such a journey i'll i'll end up in um community you know i'll end up at, at healing services and then he pulled me back into a time of of um intimate prayer with him one-on-one like an adoration but i know that there was uh i was part of the visioning committee and one of the things that we really desired was to really start this. It was during the Year of Mercy, and it was really to get this healing ministry moving in this diocese and in our parish. And so it was really reaching out to others. And I ended up actually reaching out to a lot of people who had been in this ministry forever as this young person um, who, who just had her eyes open to it. Um, and I was like, okay, Lord, how am I going to lead people who've been doing this forever? I have no idea what I'm doing. And it was really <laughs> stepping out, like stepping out, like literally feeling like, I remember the first time I was on a prayer team. I was like, I don't know how to pray. I don't know how to pray out loud. I don't know how to pray with people. I have no idea what I'm doing. And so it was really, like, very humbling. 
but also just stepping out in faith in every opportunity that the Lord placed, because He placed opportunities, and it really opened up doors. He brought people into my life. Um, I'm now part of an intercessory prayer team that prays um, weekly, and all of those women and people that are on that prayer team at some point came into my life, and it was, it was like they opened up different um, ways of me entering more deeply into this ministry. So it's just been really stepping out in faith, stepping out in humility, being willing to be vulnerable, sometimes willing to maybe look a little like a fool for Christ, uh-huh. and um, and then watching Him open the doors. Nice. Um, can you talk a little bit about how that ministry has developed here at the cathedral, in the parish life? Where do you have opportunities to um, do healing ministry at what occasions? What are the opportunities mm-hmm. that pe- that you've been able to encounter people and and offer them prayer, whether intercessory prayer, praying for their healing? Sure. Yeah, you know, um, it really began, um, I guess, with the year of mercy. Um, and I know that the diocese we we had multiple healing services just in in various places throughout the diocese, and it was really just stepping out into that. And then after that, I think so many people experienced um, the fruits of that encounter with Christ and just experienced that healing and that mercy. And so there was a real desire and interest. Um, and I know that uh, now Bishop Stephen um, brought in the Mercy Nights. We, you know, I had mentioned it to him, and he was like, absolutely. And I remember the first one, there was like 450 people that we prayed over. It was incredible. Um, and then Father Brian came, and we got the monthly encounters. And it's just really been... Um, really the heart of the priests that have been at the cathedral who have opened their hearts to this ministry, but we have so many opportunities. We have Concorda on Thursday nights um, where there's praise and worship and an intercessory prayer team. Um, that has been such a blessing during this pandemic time, just to come and be able to rest and to receive hope. And then we have the encounters every third Saturday um, evening. There's confession and there's prayer team and there's adoration and there's praise and worship. And then we have Mercy Nights, which we have upcoming this Thursday evening. Um, praise God that we're having having it. Um, and there's going to be a couple of proteins. We'll be following all safety guidelines, um, just honoring, you know, keeping everyone safe, but still allowing people to come and rest in, in God's mercy. And there'll be adoration. There's an opportunity for confession. Um, and so there's just multiple, multiple opportunities in this diocese, and especially at the Cathedral um, Parish that allow people just to continuously experience this. And I know many of the people who come, they come every single time, and you just see the, you see the um, transformation. You see each time Christ just individually, He just knows what people need in that moment, and he, he gifts them with such abundant grace. And you just see this transformation. It's like you start to see the weights fall off, and you start to see the hurts fall off. And, and it's just really, really beautiful um, just to watch people who have entered into this ministry and really... Um, taking advantage of what we of what we are offering at the cathedral. Yeah! Wow, that's uh, an amazing work of the Holy Spirit yeah. that you kind so of describe. Yeah, just pow- so powerful. I mean, you just rattled off a bunch of occasions, right? This sorsum yeah. corda, right? Lift up your hearts, yeah. which is Thursday nights here at the cathedral, eight to nine. Um, And that's really led by our Newman Center community here in Rapid City, primarily with Father Mark McCormick, who's the chaplain of our Newman Center. But that's been going on every Thursday for about, uh, I think we started during the pandemic period, right, back in March or April, because Newman Center was not a good place to small, well, I shouldn't say it's not a good place, it's a great place. It's a small place. It's a small place, so we opened up the cathedral to that, and that's continued now here through the summer and into the fall, source some core to lift up your hearts on Thursday nights where there's adoration, preaching, prayer, 
um, intercessory. Uh, and is that on Facebook? Yeah, they do that. They stream that live on the Newman Center, yep. Rapid City Newman Center page. So yeah, again, we, an opportunity. We are on break until January seventh. So we are. Um, there's a few events at the cathedral that are on Thursday night. So we just for now we will resume that January seventh. Yeah, last week uh, last week we had a concert here. Uh, the yep. high school uh, concert was here on Thursday night. This coming Thursday, as Anna said, is our Mercy Night. So we got the and then. Christmas falls on a Thursday. And then Christmas. Eve on a Thursday yeah. night. So, um, Source Court, you talked about the encounter, which is uh, every third Saturday. Um, uh, third Saturday coming uh, in the Cathedral Parish uh, from 7 to 8 p.m. Um, and, and that is adoration, prayer groups, um, uh, intercessory prayer, praise, and worship. So uh, a lot of good, uh, good things uh, happen there on those third Saturdays. Every Saturday, the Cathedral has a confession, so from 7 to 8 p.m. And then, of course, the Mercy Nights, which we're going to talk a little bit about after the break here. So, um, yeah, you just listed a whole bunch of opportunities. And the other thing I want to come back to when we visit after the break, Anna, is just your experience and then people's experience. Why would I go to a healing prayer team if I just came out of confession? So um, the relationship between the sacraments and this time of prayer with people and how they how they might uh, relate to one another. Okay. All right. Well, stay with us here on Real Presence Live. We will be right back after the break. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sappo from Lumen Vision in South Fargo, near Saints Anne and Joachim Church. Lumen Vision is a full-service eye care facility that provides eye exams for both children and adults. We offer a variety of frames with missions you can believe in, like Eco Eyewear, an environmentally friendly frame company that plants a tree for each frame sold. For more information about our mission and scheduling your appointment online, you can go to lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of the Real Presence Radio Network. I would say um, where Catholic Radio has played a pretty important role in my faith is I, I'm a scientist, so I, I think of everything kind of in knowledge and intellectual terms. So Catholic Answers helped a lot because I might have some questions or I, I, there was a lot that I wasn't aware of. And it always seems like the caller's questions were just timed perfectly for whatever I was wondering about or had questions about. So I was able to learn kind of piece by piece and and build. And now with kids, I really like to hear Dr. Ray's show with all the little discipline tips because he makes it so simple. Yes. Um, I think for me, you know, the history has has been really interesting. You know, I grew up Catholic and we went to Sunday school and, and religious education, but you can always learn more and there's just, you know, there's only so much that you can learn. I mean, when you're just going once a week to religious education. So for me, it's just been really interesting to learn, you know, why do we do this or where did this come from or, you know, or to be able to answer questions when people have them. I think that's been the biggest help. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. You're listening to Real Presence Live. 
Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. This is Father Brian Christensen. I'm here with Karen Gibis. Uh, Real Presence Live from the Black Hills of South Dakota. Again, I... God has blessed us with this beautiful Monday morning. We're visiting with Anna Robbins. Anna is a parishioner here at the Cathedral of Our Lady of Perpetual Help and involved in our healing ministry and prayer teams. Um, and we have an upcoming uh, Mercy Night that was uh, first established back during the Year of Mercy proclaimed by Pope Francis and has continued uh, two or three times a year um, to offer God's mercy in so many beautiful ways. Anna, could you just kind of describe what a mercy night looks like? I mean, it's coming up here Thursday. It runs, this particular mercy night runs from 6.30 p.m. to 9 p.m. That sounds like a long time for one person to be in the church. So what does mercy night look like? What is offered there? Um, and maybe just again, what's the, what's the inspiration behind it? What, are, what do you, what are, when it was planned and developed, what is the hope that people would experience through a mercy night? Sure. Yeah, you know, the idea really came out of Seattle, and they were holding these Mercy Nights. It was um, kind of in like a more of a downtown um, cathedral or parish. And they were. It was really an opening to welcome everyone. Like, it was non-denominational, and they would actually go out into the street and, like, welcome people in. Like, come in and experience the mercy of Jesus. And so that was how this um, kind of all started. And um, we held our first night. It's really the opportunity to come and be in the presence of Christ to receive healing and restoration of relationship and confession, and then to bring your needs, like to say, Lord, this is what's going on in my life right now, and I need help. I need healing. I need mercy. I need strength. I need whatever it is, Lord, that you know I need. I need to, to come and bring that, you know, where two or three are gathered. That's why you come to the prayer team, to really come to the prayer team and just ask them to intercede on your behalf, asking the Lord to pour out everything that He wants to offer you and that He knows that you are in need of in that moment. Um, to sit and rest in um, the praise and worship, and then just to lift your heart up to God and say, praise you, Lord, thank you. Thank you for all of your goodness, all of your abundance, and all of your mercy, which I think is so important right now because people are really falling into this uh, feeling of scarcity or lack of hope and despair. And so it was really set to come and just, rest in the spirit to come and just sit in the peace and the grace and the mercy of Christ. Yeah, I know. That's really beautiful. So we'll hear the cathedral on Thursday, December 10th from 6.30 to 9 p.m. local time here, mountain time. You know, the doors of the church will be wide open. The Blessed Sacrament will be exposed on the, the main altar. There'll be eight or nine priests available for confession. There'll be two of these prayer teams that will be open to hearing people there'll be praise and worship music and other meditative music uh, throughout the evening um, and people can come um, from the beginning at 6:30 and remain as long as they want they can come at 7:15 they can come at 8 o'clock they can come at 9:40 or they shouldn't come at 9:40 they should come at 8:40 <laughs> they come at 9:40 I'll be in bed but uh, yeah you know they can come for that time that good for their schedule but to uh, to encounter the lord in various ways through that praise and prayer, through the Lord's presence in the Eucharist, through the Sacrament of Reconciliation, through these prayer teams. Um, tell me a little bit about um, your experience and what you've seen over the years of people and 
who go to the sacrament of reconciliation where their sins are forgiven, where they have that peace of the sacramental life, mm-hmm. um, the dwelling of God, this um, you know sanctifying grace, but also are go and pray in these prayer groups. What's the relationship between the two that you found in your life and you've seen in, in the lives of other people? Yeah, you know, um, so as I, as I have just delved into learning everything about um, the healing and, and um, deliverance ministry, it's really, you know, confession to me is like the first step. It's to go and to, um, and to, and to lay it all at the Lord's feet and to receive His mercy and to have that restoration of relationship. And so it's saying, Lord, I understand. I understand there's a broken, a brokenness here, but I want to restore myself fully to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then walking out in, in that, in that perfect state of grace and just receiving, um, then what the Lord, it's, it's like that, um, it's like when the Lord just, you know, you've restored that relationship, but then he brings that, uh, that full healing of the experience of the relationship with him. And so they really, I really think when, when we set up Mercy Night, we really understood that, that confession is really very important before mm-hmm. you come to the prayer team and then ask. Um, mm-hmm. Just restoring that relationship with the Father before you come and ask um, the Lord to pour out his mercy and grace. Yeah, as you said, the Mercy Nights are open to all denominations, and that's happened yeah. to, to us here at the cathedral over the years where yeah. people have knelt down behind the, the screen, and, and I've said, how long since your last confession? You know, there's kind of a silence back there, and they said, well, Father, I, I'm i not Catholic. I said, oh, well, welcome yeah. welcome to Mercy Night. What do you <laughs> want to pray about? How do you want to pray? And then, you know, directing them to, to enjoy that this evening uh, of the Lord's gift of love and mercy through, yeah, spend some time here in the scriptures or um, go visit one of the prayer teams and, and, and visit with them as well to continue this, this journey. So opening wide the doors of, of the cathedral mm-hmm. to, to God's mercy in so many ways, even, you know, they can't celebrate the sacrament of reconciliation, but they can visit with a priest, they can receive his blessing, and they can also spend time in prayer with other faithful Catholic Christians and experience that, that mercy of the Lord. Um, as you look back, are there any particular mercy nights or occasions at mercy nights um, that you that you remember at, at the way that God worked it in, in your life or the lives of the people around you? Um, you know, I would say every time, every time I'm and I know this, uh, speaking to also others that are involved um, in any way, it's, there is such, to witness the Lord, He's so individual in His care of His people. And I always say this to people, I say, it is unreal to watch Him. He knows exactly what that person needs and what this person needs, and each person experiences Him so differently, and it is it blows my mind, and just, it, it's unreal to see Him just, minister so tenderly and so individually to each person that so i would say every single time that i watch him do that um it's it's incredible and so every mercy night is i feel like is a gift to be able to be a part of that to be able to witness that and um yeah and we've had people who i don't even know if they've ever been prayed with or or stepped foot in a church but they come and they're it's amazing they come with such a faith-filled heart, just knowing and experiencing Christ. And I know that nothing that we do can can make a person experience what they're experiencing yeah. in that moment when you witness it. That is that is an encounter with, with the living Christ and His mercy and His grace, and yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> yeah, no, that's really, really beautiful. As uh, as somebody, um, you know, who's deeply involved with that 
life of ministry here at the cathedral with regard to prayer and deliverance and healing. Um, what would what would you say to people who are listening uh, to encourage them that to experience a, a mercy night or or mm-hmm. or enter into why why should they why should they come? Um, you know, I, I, as I just go around the world or the city or wherever lately, there's so much there's so much heaviness and so much um, despair and. It's not anything new. It's just that we're experiencing it collectively as a world. Like, usually there's this kind of hurt and there's this kind of heaviness and um, in our world all the time. But it's really, really elevated right now. And so I would just ask people to come and to just come and ask the Lord, Lord, I'm here and I come with my heart wide open. I'm ready to receive whatever you have to offer. Um, but it's incredible. He's, what he has to offer is incredible. Like, show up. All you've got to do is walk in the doors. I always tell people, just come. Just come. If you do nothing but sit in the pews, I promise if you don't even get out of the pew, he, he will come to you, and he, mm-hmm. he will mm-hmm. offer you everything that, that you think that the world can offer you that only he can, that he can provide. And so, just give him that opportunity. Give him that opportunity this mercy night just to enter into your heart and to change your life. Oh, praise God. Yeah, no, that's uh, it's so beautiful, and you say it so well. Um, if we give God the opportunity, uh, he, will yeah. do, he will do great things. And that's, that's part of it, right, is uh, not just opening the doors of the cathedral, but opening the doors of our own hearts to let him work. And I think a lot of times we're, we're fearful to let God work because he's going to change. I think we have mm-hmm. an instinct to know that if we let God enter into my life, he's going he's to change us. He's going to transform us in some way. And... and we do we do want change, right? I do I do want change, but I'm not sure what God's going to ask of me in that in that moment uh, in that moment. So it's kind of a little bit fearful. Um, yeah. But you get, you give testimony in your in your own life that it's not uh, there's nothing to be afraid of, right? Be not afraid. How many yeah. times did Jesus say that? How many times has that been repeated by uh, by uh, by our, our holy fathers across the ages, especially St. John Paul II? So, um, let me ask you one uh, one last question before we uh, mm-hmm. head off to break. Um, your kind of vision, like where where do you go? Where does healing ministry? Where does prayer ministry go uh, further and in, into the future? Um, you know, I really like one of the things that I um, had like really set my vision on is, um, and I can't remember where it comes from. I think it might be Francis. I'm not really sure, but um, the church as the field hospital, and mm. so the, the world fixes. You know, we have our medical community, and they're able to to do tremendous things to heal disease and to you know help someone when they're having a heart attack. But truly, it is Christ who heals the wounds of the heart, who heals the wounds of the soul. And so I see the church really stepping into that place. I think there's going to be much, much work to do, um, especially after this um, pandemic. And so I just really see the church stepping into that role, stepping into that place, and, and being that field hospital, being stepping out and bringing in all people, to bring in all people, all the wounded, and just to, to say, listen, I don't know all the answers, but I know who does, and I know mm-hmm. Christ does, and I know how to bring you to him. And so just offering that and just being that for a world that is just seeking so much to have peace, to have wholeness, to have unity. Um, so just really being that instrument, really being that instrument of healing, offering the opportunities, um, stepping out in faith, and then allowing, um, you know, I know one thing our prayer ministry, our prayer team always is doing is trying to grow in relationship with Him, because we know that the deeper we fall in love with Him, the deeper that we encounter Him, 
the more we can be that to the world. And so really continuing our own growth and our own transformation in Christ. I don't, you know, I think there's a time when it stops and it's not in this world. <laughs> so just ongoing, ongoing, yeah. Lord, transform my heart and help me to be an instrument of your healing and your peace. And so that's really what I what I see. And um, wow. the Holy Spirit leads us. Thurston Corda was really um, an inspiration of the Holy Spirit that became what it is. So, well, thank you so much. Uh, we're visiting with Anna Robbins here at the Cathedral and getting ready for our Mercy Night here on Thursday uh, at the Cathedral of Our Lady Perpetual Help in Rapid City. Um, Anna, thanks for joining us today on Real thank Presence you. Live. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Thank God you bless. so much. Up next, yep. do Faith and Bagels go together? Find out in our next interview with the owners of Black Hills Bagels on Real Presence Live. <laughs> 